Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? What the heck is happening with John Gibson? And should the Ducks even want him to stay? And where could he possibly end up? And what the heck happened last night on Hockey Twitter? That was wild. We're going to talk about all of that after the brief music. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, baby, last night was wild. Hello again, everyone. This is Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And let's get started with the big elephant in the room or the big rumors that have been spread this morning. And there was some contradicting tweets that went out this morning that kind of raised the antenna of all Ducks fans, like pretty much everyone. So we're going to start with the first tweet that went out early this morning. And this was from Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy, who tweeted this out. And this got everyone wild for about an hour and a half. Here's a tweet, quote, hearing Ducks goalie John Gibson is open to being dealt and belief out of Anaheim is he's informed the club of that. So when you first read that, first thought is, okay, so this definitely coincides with what we heard last week. I mentioned this on the podcast where there was some body language that indicated that the Ducks might want to get rid of John Gibson sooner rather than later. There was the whole body language of him looking around and saying, man, like, what are you guys doing? This is not my fault. I mean, the numbers would indicate otherwise, and we'll get to we'll get to that in a second. But even the body language towards pretty much everybody, rumors were swirling around that he wanted out. And this tweet might just reinforce that. It's nothing concrete. I mean, there's no real sources there. But, you know, that is something that Nick heard. So a lot of people ran with that tweet. And obviously, people went a little bit crazy this morning. Just more than a little crazy. So that was around 9 a.m. Then it got a little bit, well, (laughs) contradictory is the best way to put this. Because then Ryan Novozinski, who covers, by the way, the New Jersey Devils, and this part is important, he came out with this tweet, quote, just spoke to Kurt Overhart, John Gibson's agent. He said there's been, quote, no discussion on his desire to move. There's no truth to it, end quote. So let me just reread that. There was no discussion on his desire to move. There's no truth to it. The term no discussion, that doesn't mean that He hasn't had thoughts about it. This is just no discussion between his agent, Overhart, and Gibson. We don't know what exactly is going on in Gibby's mind. I mean, yeah, the body language has been there. And yes, this is something that was brought about last week. And the reason that Ryan even mentioned this is because he actually inquired about John Gibson because the Devils need a goaltender. The Devils have no goalie. None at all. In fact, can we look at the Devils goaltending situation from last season really quick? Now we're going to go into the stats, and this is where it's going to get very, very fun. 
last season, the main goalies for the Devils were Nico Dawes and Mackenzie Blackwood. And John Gillies had some time in there, as well as Jonathan Bernier. Those were your four, I guess, main goalies. All of them, all of them were in the negatives as far as expected goals saved. And this is really bad. And this is according to Evolving Hockey. So thank you to Evolving Hockey for your terrific goalie tables. They're awesome. So his GSA (laughs) average. Uh, Let's start with the Devils first because this is really comical. Mackenzie Blackwood and John Gillies were each in double digits as far as expected goal save against. Gillies, Blackwood, and Dawes were all in negative double digits with Andrew Hammond and Akira Schmid also almost there. So let's go with John Gillies first. Negative 14.36 goal save expected. That means that he should have saved or was expected to save 15 more goals, and he didn't. Mackenzie Blackwood, negative 14.62, worst on the team. Nico Dawes, negative 10.14. All of a sudden, the Ducks' goaltending doesn't look all that bad. (laughs) Truth be told, that's bad. Dawes, Blackwood, and Gillies gave up a ton of softball goals this season, including that just ridiculous collapse against the Florida Panthers during the season when Florida came back and beat them. That was ridiculous. So the Devils are in desperate need of a goaltender. And they're looking to John Gibson, whose numbers, well, frankly, they're not all that better, at least season-wise. Throughout the season, John Gibson had a negative GSA expected, negative 4.44. Now consider this. The first half of the season, that number was in the positives. He was actually playing above his level in the first half of the season. And in fact, a couple of games, he saved the Ducks behinds. He saved their butts. Then you look at the last half of the season, the expected GSA was hovering around 6-7. to seven towards the end of the season. So it looked really, really bad. Is Are the Devils willing to pay that price? But also consider this. John Gibson also has a 10-team... Let me repeat this. John Gibson has a 10-team no-trade list. This is the modified no-trade clause. Are the Devils possibly on that 10-team no-trade list? We don't know yet. We don't know where he's going to wind up. I mean, New Jersey would be somewhat closer to home for him. He's from the East Coast. He's from the Pittsburgh area. Now, we haven't really heard many rumors this offseason about Gibby going to Pittsburgh. We haven't heard a whole lot of rumors. We're hearing the Devils are a big rumor team. We're also hearing stuff out of Toronto, which I'll get to momentarily. But... uh, do, do the Ducks want to keep him? Do the Ducks want to keep him with all the drama going on? With those numbers that were bad as the season wore on? Do the Ducks want to keep him? And frankly, does he want to stay in Anaheim? 
we we don't know. Those questions will surely be answered in the coming weeks. And we'll see what teams are willing to offer for John Gibson and what prospects could be coming the Ducks way if if that trade were to happen. There's a lot of components to these rumors. So we'll talk a little bit about that after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Athletic Greens. Now, I'm training for a marathon. I want to improve my gut health, and I want a supplement that actually tastes pretty good. And I'm not a big fan of vitamins at all or taking pills. So with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no artificial anything, and it supports better sleep quality and recovery. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. After the intermission, a little bit more about John Gibson. We'll get to all that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez, and let's go go over some of these components as far as the John Gibson rumors. Now, once again, language is important here. These aren't confirmed. So which one is it? Is it Gibby's language? Is it his agent? What exactly are we going to believe? What exactly is true? We don't know that. We we don't know. I guess we'll find out soon, won't we? So let's talk about stats. Let's talk about Gibby's stats first. It's no secret that he's been... Uh, um, How can I put this mildly? He's been struggling. And I'm, try- I'm trying to be nice here. I'm trying. But there, there were some stinker games during the season where he let in one or two too many softball goals. And that's a shame because I like Gibby. I like John Gibson. I was super happy to see him in the All-Star game. And while I would like him to stick around, this is the NHL. It is a business. And if you're not producing and if you're not sizing up to your capabilities, then you they could look elsewhere. And according to Cap Friendly and according to Expected Stats, uh, he's been below average for the past three years. In fact, his war over 60 percentile rank is below 50 percent the last three seasons. His save percentage and his expected save percentage have both dipped. In fact, his expected save percentage was around 905, 906. Nope. He did not get there. His actual save percentage this season fell around 904. Not too good. In fact, that is slightly below league average. His projected war 
was 32%. His high danger percentage as far as projected percentile among active goalies was just 13%. And his percentile for bad starts was 16%, meaning he's only better than 16% of all eligible goalies. That's not good. Something else that I do want to point out here. Quality starts are not good. The rebounds control has gotten worse. His percentile ranking as far as rebounds control is only 32%. And that's something that I have noticed over the last maybe season and a half to two seasons is he's let out too many juicy rebounds. And in fact, there's been quite a few goals maybe in the last half of the season where there was a bad rebound given up by John Gibson that resulted directly in a goal or there was a bad rebound that resulted in a high danger chance. So while the defense has been bad in front of them, some of this has to go on Gibby himself. He cannot put it all on his teammates. He just cannot. I mean, you could make the argument, well, if the defense is better, they don't get that initial shot out, which is true. And listeners, you'd be right on that. If the initial defense doesn't allow that first shot, then there is no rebound to be had. But Gibby is still the last line of defense, and he still has to gobble up those shots and not let any rebounds out. That's something that has gotten worse for Gibby. Maybe it won't be as bad if he has a good defense in front of him. Maybe that would be the case. Ah, but I'm still not sure. I'm I'm still not quite sure as to Gibby's overall game because some people are saying, yeah, he kind of slowed down a little bit towards the second half of the season. Well, the reason for that is because he may have been overworked and overplayed a little bit. And now let's look at some of the actual bad stats. And I hate to bring this up, but there was that 13-game losing streak during the latter half of the season between March 4th and April 12th. He lost 13 consecutive games. That is not good. And if you're Gibby, you've got to be just kicking yourself by not winning more games. In fact, after the All-Star break, his record was 3-16-3. His save percentage was 876 post-All-Star break. His goals against post-All-Star break was hovering around 4.5. When your goals against is around 4.5 for an entire post all-star that is just not good at all in 23 games he just only won three games that's not going to do it folks that is really not going to do it and him leaving the last game of the season at dallas was he injured like did he look good was there maybe some injury issues hovering there was it just overuse he did appear in 56 games this season That's probably a little bit too much. That's the most games he's played since the 2018-2019 season or the last full season. And even back in 2019, there was talk that maybe he was being overused back then. And that was his age 25 season. He did wind up with his career worst goals against 3.19. Also not good. I went over the expected GSA, negative 4.44. 
that's the worst of his career. If you're John Gibson, you got to think about you got to think about do I want to be a part of this rebuild still? Next season doesn't give me an indication that the Ducks are going to be contenders next season unless they take a big swing this offseason, which they should not do. They should be focused on the rebuild. The rebuild, rebuild, rebuild for this coming season because there are contracts that are going to be coming up and there are young players that the Ducks probably want to keep. They want to keep Troy Terry. They want to keep Jamie Drysdale. They want to keep Trevor Zegras. And when that time comes, they want to keep Mason McTavish. They want to keep... And yeah, by the way, McTavish... He has been amazing, and while I did want to talk about him today, you know, all the rumors happened, so it kind of changed my course of shows for this week. But I I will talk about Mason McTavish this week, I promise. And I am going to talk about the Cup Finals this week, I promise. But as far as Gibby's concerned, does he want to stick around for this? When he signed that massive contract, I'm sure he didn't expect rebuilding and bad losses, and him wanting to get the taser out. I don't think he expected that, and I don't think that's how he wants to spend the next couple seasons of his career. This might be his prime. Look at the first half of the season. He saved their butts. He saved them. I don't think he wants to go through that anymore. So I'm sure he's looking around to teams that could want his services. I mentioned New Jersey. Toronto could be another team. Toronto's going through their own personal struggles from getting out of the first round. I mean, yes, five consecutive years that the Toronto Maple Leafs lost in a deciding game in the opening round of the playoffs. First time in NHL, NBA, MLB history that that's happened. And Steve Dang- poor Steve Dangle just went off the rails as soon as he saw that tweet. <sighs> the Leafs probably could use some goaltending help and maybe they need a fresh start. I mean, Jack Campbell could be on the outs. Hey, maybe Jack Campbell could come back to SoCal and play for the Ducks. That wouldn't be a bad replacement for John Gibson, right? It wouldn't. All right. We're going to head into the second intermission, but first let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And it is Stanley Cup final time, and we have got some odds for you guys. So check out these odds for the Stanley Cup. The Colorado Avs are the favorite, they're a minus 170. 10 to 17 odds. The Tampa Bay Lightning, a plus 150. They're at 3 to 2 odds. So not overwhelming favorites, but the Avs are the favorites. And as far as the correct series score, if you somehow think Tampa's going to sweep, that's a 14 to 1 odd, plus 1400. I think it's going to be Avs in 6 or 7, which is a plus 400 and a plus 420. So that can earn you a little bit. And as far as the Con Smythe odds, Kale McCarr is the favorite at 9 to 5 odds, and Nathan McKinnon, 11 to 5 odds. Vasilevsky, 4 to 1 odds to win the Con Smythe. So, 
if you think you know who's going to win the series and how many games, and if you know for sure, or if you think you know who's going to win the Con Smythe Trophy, then put a bet down at Bet Online right now, either on your mobile device or on your laptop. Once again, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to episode number 549 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with JD Hernandez, and we just spent the last 20 minutes or so, maybe 15, 60 minutes, talking about John Gibson and all those rumors, and, you know, Toronto could get him. Also, keep in mind, Toronto could choose to buy out Peter Morazic's contract as well. He has a con- He has a contract that he's one year into, so the Maple Leafs could buy that out. So, hey, you never know. They could try to make room for John, for John Gibson. All right. All right. I'd be remiss if I did not. I mean, I, I have to talk about this. If you were on hockey Twitter last night, or if you happen to be very online and saw why Connor McDavid was trending, you would think, well, they just lost something hockey related. Not quite. Connor Gibson last night was out on the town with a woman that did not appear. Let me repeat that. It did not appear to be his longtime girlfriend. Yeah, out with a girl whose name is definitely not Lauren. So Lauren Kyle and Connor McDavid, they, they've been in a long-term relationship. They have a dog together. They have a house together out outside of Edmonton. You know, the, monoc- the monochrome house that McDavid and Lauren live in. And last night, last night, hockey Twitter went a little bit crazy when Connor McDavid appeared to have drank one too many beers and he was out with a girl in jeans and a pink shirt and definitely not blonde. So Connor McDavid appeared to get wasted and cheat on his girlfriend. That's what it looked like up front. Or maybe him and Lauren broke up. Well, if they weren't broken up before, they maybe they are now. Oh, <laughs> uh, th- this is this is hockey bros at its finest. I mean, who? I mean, part of me says, who cares? It's turned into Hollywood paparazzi style reporting. So Connor McDavid's out with another woman. Yeah, it sucks, and he's a horrible human being for doing that. But. My goodness, got to be smarter than that, McDavid. You got to be smarter than that, Connor. <laughs> Don't be out seen with another woman unless maybe there's something else going on. Maybe maybe Connor McDavid and Lauren Kyle broke up. <laughs> we don't know that. Maybe it was those horrible jackets that the wives and girlfriends of the Oilers wore the first two rounds of the playoffs. Maybe it was those horrible jackets that pushed them over the edge. There there could be a lot going on in private that we just don't know. But, man, 
the if there was rumors around John Gibson, there was plenty more rumors around Connor McDavid just from that brief 20-second, well, the main 20-second video. There's actually multiple videos of Connor McDavid out with this same woman. Yeah, this this is not going to look good for McDavid over the summer. It's going to be a long nightmarish PR session for the Oilers and for McDavid. Oh, by the way, people are not really mentioning that it wasn't just Connor McDavid. Zach Cassian was also out on the town, also supposedly caught cheating. Yeah, why aren't we talking about that more? Well, because Zach Cassian is not Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is one of the faces of the league. He's a former league MVP. Oh, boy. I don't want to say it's a great look. <laughs> no, it, it's not a great look, but it got everyone's attention and it got everyone talking about the NHL again. I mean, there was another story that went out on hockey Twitter late last night that I don't really want to get into, and I'm not going to mention the name. I will just say I saw this other story about a player and his sister, and it, oh boy, oh oh boy, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a night last night in in hockey Twitter land, or just hockey land in general, because some of these news are making the rounds, especially the Connor McDavid one. I mean, I'm a little bit curious as to see how this turns out. I mean, I I was kind of laughing a little, a little bit, laughing not because of what he did, laughing just because of the Schadenfreude, because of the oh man, everyone is having an opinion on this, and everyone is talking about it, and everyone is getting out these terrific memes about it. I mean, one of my favorite memes that was out last night, which was just great, was okay. Sounds like Conor McDavid has finally developed developed that two way game. Another favorite of mine, just because I love stats. McDavid's ex-GF percentage. Upward. McDavid's ex-girlfriend percentage. Way down. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting few days in that monochrome house of his. That's all I'm going to say about it. All right. Just wanted to end the show on a lighter note because I didn't want to talk bad about the give. Like, I didn't want to talk and end with that note. I wanted to end on a light note. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Later this week, we are going to talk about prospects. We're going to talk about Korchinski a little bit because that is someone I'm still eyeing. We're going to talk about possible draft picks for the Ducks for both their first-rounders. We're going to talk about juniors. We're going to talk about Mason McTavish. Did you see what McTavish did on Sunday? That's amazing. Dude is out of this world. The Ducks need to sign him for all the money. (laughs) Yeah, I am excited about McTavish. So we'll talk more about that later this week. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup final because two former Ducks are going to get their names on the cup this postseason. So we're going to talk about that later this week as well. It's going to be a fun one. Great content. All right. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, among others. You could follow me at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, 
Thank you all for making this your first listen. Make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It's greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.